Hi, I'm Serena Lo. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with a calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want, in more ways than you imagined possible. Welcome. Welcome to the Quiet Warrior Podcast. My name is Serena Lowe, and I'm a Quiet Warrior Coach for introverts and quiet achievers. Today, I want to address a question I hear from introverted business owners, especially those who are just taking their first steps in creating an online presence and find it all a little overwhelming. You are at the stage of your business journey where you know in your logical, rational mind that no one will find you if you stay hidden. Not being found means no clients, which means your bills don't get paid. Not being found also means no one knows or not enough of the right people know of your existence, which means you're potentially missing out on the opportunity to make a profound difference in someone's life or health or relationships or business. It's time to come into the light, to engage in the conversations your potential clients are having, to build relationships, to share your expertise, to solve problems and answer questions, and help others, which is what you said you want to do. But being seen conflicts with your deeper desire for privacy and solitude. After all, isn't that what we introverts love most? To be by ourselves with plenty of time, freedom and space to think, reflect, create, imagine and just be. With no impositions from others wanting our time or attention, no intrusion into our daily routine, which we have carefully created to help us feel cosy, safe and in control. Being seen makes us feel vulnerable and exposed What if people use their knowledge of me against me or my loved ones? Being vulnerable brings up all our deepest fears. What will people think? Will I be misunderstood, judged, seen as weak if I share something personal? Will it change how you view me or affect my credibility in your eyes? The fear of being in the spotlight, fear of loss of privacy, fear of losing control and certainty, fear of rejection. So how do you balance the need to be seen and the need to stay safe? How do you balance your public persona as someone that others can relate to and respect and want to buy from or listen to, while fiercely guarding your right to and your desire for privacy, certainty and safety? How do you deal with the negativity, criticism and judgment, or even curiosity from strangers, old classmates, friends and family. Because not everyone is familiar with the current version of you or knows about the thing you've been working hard to achieve or to overcome. They may only know the you that they once encountered at a social gathering or a family function 20 years ago when you were a different person. They are not on intimate enough terms to be privy to your fears and your dreams because as an introvert, You are selective about who you allow into your inner circle. So how do you know what to talk about that meets the criteria of enoughness that your followers expect from you? And where do you draw the line? 
So here are some things you can safely and genuinely talk about as an introvert. Talk about what you love, about what you do, and why. Talk about the struggles, not just the wins. About that time you didn't get the sale, when you got nervous on stage and forgot your lines, when you hosted a live webinar and two persons turned up. Talk about the difficult emotions, for instance, envy, shame, loss of confidence, low self-esteem, feeling rejected, feeling like an imposter. Talk about the how. Let others in to see the behind the scenes, the blood, sweat and tears, the creativity, the effort and time, the gradual growth and progression, the tiny innovations made in response to feedback. People love a good story and especially love rooting for the underdog. And sharing doesn't always have to be about you. You can use your platform to encourage others, to share others' wins and causes, to shine the spotlight on others who are doing great work. In every one of these suggestions, you get to choose how much you want to disclose. You don't have to give specifics of time or location or identify people, and you wouldn't want to. You just need to say enough so your listener knows you're coming from a place of lived experience, that you are a real person with real problems, and that you experience the same emotions and struggles like everyone else. And that you have tried, and so you know what works and what doesn't. What about what not to share? Here are three things I've learned about the sharing process as an introvert and an empath. Number one, don't do anything that makes you feel unsafe in your body. So this is about tuning in and listening. When you start to feel something in your body telling you that this is not a good idea, you don't want to say that. Maybe look for another way to express the same truth. Listen when your intuition tells you not to do something. We get very strong signals sometimes just by being with certain people. And we need to respect that those could be clues warning us of something we are about to do that may be hurtful for ourselves or for someone else. Avoid what makes you feel uncertain and weak. If you can, speak from a place of power and conviction. So some examples. Don't make a controversial statement you're not prepared to defend or say something before filtering because you're caught off guard and feel you need to give an immediate response. Don't share anything that could compromise your or your loved one's privacy or safety. Your audience doesn't need to know where you live or how old you are or whether you are in a relationship. So setting boundaries means making clear what is okay, what is not okay, and why. This is where the concept of a quiet warrior is helpful. You want to set clear, strong, and healthy boundaries around yourself and those you love, as well as shine a light on the values that are important to you. Because your values are a pathway between you and the people you serve. They signal what you care about. And if that is in alignment with what they care about, then you have the makings of a connection. In her book, Dare to Lead, Brene Brown talks about the six myths of vulnerability in the leadership context. So she's talking about what vulnerability is not and the things we should not do as leaders. And myth number six is that vulnerability is disclosure. 
So the reason why we resist this idea of being vulnerable is because we think we have to share everything. We have to let people know. We have to be personal. We have to reveal intimate details. And what Brene says is it's not oversharing. It's not shirking the responsibility of attending to the team's fears and feelings by oversharing and sympathy seeking. Sometimes you might see that on social media posts from CEOs or persons who are in a leadership position of some kind, where they start to seek sympathy by emphasizing too much the personal struggle and the thing that they are going through. And so everyone starts saying, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, you know, I feel for you and so on. But if the person is also a leader with responsibilities to the team, then by focusing too much on their own feelings and fears and how difficult it all is for them, they're taking energy and attention away from what they could be doing to rally the team together and to address the team's fears and feelings. So no fake vulnerability because that breeds distrust. And as well, not disclosing inappropriately. So the filtering process that introverts are so good at comes in very, very handy because we like to think and think before we say something. So vulnerability is not to be used as a personal marketing tool in the leadership context. So what could be a good example of being vulnerable then as a leader, an influencer, a business owner? It can look like admitting, I don't know, but I'll get back to you on that with a question that you get asked by your customer or client. Or, I can't help with that, but I know just the person who can. And this would be an opportunity to refer your client to someone who can actually help them. It could look like apologizing when you get it wrong and when you act out of integrity and then backing up your apology with constructive remedial action. So these are some tips on how you can be vulnerable as, and relatable, but at the same time protect your boundaries as an introvert. I trust this episode has helped clear some of the confusion around what that means and that you as an introverted business owner or leader or influencer of any kind will start to show up more strongly and gently and compassionately with your unique brand of quiet energy and confidence, which we all need from you. Thank you for joining me today and see you on the next episode of the Quiet Warrior podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here today. If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. Together, we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.